discover what's preventing you from reaching and maintaining your desired weight, I've discovered that there are four sabotaging patterns that may be holding you back. Take my free quiz to discover your diet personality so that you can pinpoint habit-forming strategies that will help you to achieve lasting weight loss. You can take the free quiz over at trudyestone.com forward slash quiz. Welcome to the Mind Your Body Show, where you'll learn how to get your mind right so that your body will follow. I'm Trudy Stone, certified culinary nutritionist, author, and mind-body coach. And several years ago, I self-hacked my mind and my body to lose 30 pounds. Each week, not only will you learn nutrition and weight loss habits, you'll also learn how to address the destructive habits and negative self-talk that lead to overeating and battles with your weight. The secret to losing weight and keeping it off is not only about what you put in your stomach, it's also about what's going on in your brain. So congratulations on showing up. I promise to support you on your journey with every single episode. Let's begin. Welcome back to the Mind Your Body Show. This is culinary nutritionist and mind-body coach, Trudy Stone. And I'm so grateful for you tuning in today. Now, let's talk about those sneaky habit triggers that are derailing your weight loss, especially during this time of quarantining. Now, most of us have lost control of eating at one time or another, especially now, only to regret it later. But why do so many people habitually succumb to food cravings and binging despite intense feelings of guilt and a desire to lose weight? Well, in a way, everyone with excessive weight, well, that is most adults in the United States, could be considered to have disordered eating because by definition, they repeatedly overeat. Knowing your triggers is a big part of behavioral change that will help you to lose weight. So in this episode, we'll cover five sneaky habit triggers that derail your weight loss. First off, I'm sorry, but I need to geek out a little bit on the science of habits because this is foundational information that will help you to understand how your habit triggers may be working against you and your weight loss efforts. So to change your unhealthy eating habits, you need to understand exactly how habits are formed. Once you know the process that your brain uses to convert action into habits, you'll have the power to create any habit you want. All right, so let's dig into it. Let's talk about your brain on habits. And I promise I'm gonna make this as less geeky and sciencey for you as possible. Now let's talk about the basal ganglia. This is the part of your brain that plays a major role in emotion, movement, cognition, and control. Now it's nestled right below your cerebral cortex. And the cerebral cortex is the part of your brain that plays a key role in memory, awareness, and language. Now researchers for many years didn't really know the role of the basal ganglia other than the possibility that it played a role in Parkinson's disease. However, it was only in, I think, the 1990s that MIT researchers started to suspect that the basal ganglia was important in the creation of habits. This eureka moment came as a result of an experiment that was done on mice. The researchers noticed that the mice who had an injured basal ganglia developed problems with learning how to run through mazes. They experimented further by placing wires and probes inside the brains of healthy mice so that they could see their brain activity, monitoring them as they got more skilled making it through the maze. During the first maze runs, the brain activity in the mice was high. In order to navigate the maze, the mice had to scratch and sniff the walls in order to make it to the reward, which was chocolate. 
During the scratching and sniffing, the researchers noticed that the basal ganglia was fired up and was working in overdrive. This was the mice's way of processing information. As time went on, however, navigating the maze became easier, faster, and most importantly, more automatic for the mice. It's like they didn't even have to think about it, a theory that was backed up by their brain activity. As the mice learned how to navigate the maze, its brain activity decreased. The only thing it needed to do is remember the quickest way to get to the chocolate. Even the parts of the brain related to memory had quieted. While the activity in the thinking part of the brain, the cerebral cortex, decreased, the wires and probes showed that the mice's basal ganglia was working overtime. The MIT researchers concluded that this gulf-sized lump of tissue, the basal ganglia, was where habits were stored, even while the rest of the brain was turned off. The MIT researchers discovered a neurological or habit loop at the core of every habit. This loop consists of three parts, a cue, also known as a trigger, which we're going to talk about today, a routine, and a reward. Researchers have discovered that habits work pretty much the same way in humans. The chain of events that kickstarted our Maze Runner friends was when they heard a click. The click was a cue or a trigger to the basal ganglia to initiate the maze habit. The routine was the maze running and the reward was the chocolate. So as a reminder, the loop, so the habit loop consists of three things. The cue, aka the trigger. Okay, so this is the thing that triggers the habit. It tells your brain it's time to go into automatic mode and which habit to use. The second part of the habit loop is the routine, which is exactly what it sounds like. It's the routine or the behavior itself or the action that you take. Then the last part is the reward, which is the benefit you gain from the behavior and the thing that makes you want to repeat the habit. You can also think about this as your why. And it's the thing that motivates you to do the behavior. So this habit loop has been confirmed by many behavioral psychology researchers, and there's a ton of science behind how habits are formed, which, you know, my bleary eyes can attest to after writing my book, Unbreakable. Therefore, you know, you're not a snowflake, okay, when it comes to habits, and it's a safe bet that your habits also follow this loop. Unfortunately, boo, your brain doesn't recognize a good habit from a bad one. Anything you do repeatedly will just get shuffled over to that squishy intelligent tissue, otherwise known as the basal ganglia, even if it's something that is damaging or harmful. Now, before you crawl into a corner and slowly rock yourself back and forth, it is still possible to change your habits. Now, let's be real. You can't really break a habit. However, it's possible to create healthier habits that can simply, and I like, I like to use this reference from the 90s because I love my 90s hip hop and R&B, right? But it is possible to create healthy habits that can simply A-town stomp the bad ones out, okay? So my 90s hip hop lovers will know that reference. If not, it's basically just a hip hop dance that hails from, I think, Atlanta, um, usually performed by, I think, Usher or Little John, but if you're still lost at this point, I can't help you. <laughs> Essentially, there are five common habit triggers that may be tanking your weight loss efforts. And as someone who struggled to lose weight, I could identify with most, if not all of these. So as I go through these five common habit triggers, I really want you to think about any bad eating habits that you have. Pay close attention to which trigger resonates with you the most. If you can pinpoint which one you fall prey to the most, then you can select the right one for the particular habit that you're working on. For example, drinking too much soda, eating cookies every day, eating ice cream at night, etc. So let's get into the first habit trigger. 
The first habit trigger is time. Time is perhaps the most common habit trigger. Think of the morning habits that you have. When you get out of bed, this normally triggers habits such as brushing your teeth, taking a shower, and making coffee. There are also mindless ways that time can be a trigger for bad habits. For example, grabbing a cookie or a latte with extra whip at the same time each afternoon. The next time that craving hits, ask yourself how you're feeling at that moment. In most cases, your habits are an indication of how you feel at that moment, whether it's boredom, stress, anxiety, loneliness. If you understand why that habit pops up at the same time each day, then it will be easier to replace that habit. And again, we don't break bad habits, we replace them. The second habit trigger is location or environment. This is probably one of my favorite ones. Now, before I got a handle on my bad habits, I always kept cookies in plain sight on my kitchen counter. Who can relate to that? Sometimes I ate them not because I wanted them, but just simply because they were there right in front of me. If you can relate, then you totally understand the power of your environment. So environment or your location is one of the most powerful triggers of bad or mindless habits, so much so that an entire chapter in my book is largely devoted to helping you tackle this sneaky trigger. Do you wish you could uncover the sabotaging patterns that are preventing you from reaching and maintaining your desired weight? Take my free quiz to discover your diet personality so that you can pinpoint habit-forming strategies that will help you to achieve lasting weight loss. You can take the quiz over at trudyestone.com. Environment or location is the most explosive trigger of mindless habits. My cookie conundrum is the perfect example. Grabbing a cookie when I sat down to watch my favorite TV show at night was a mindless habit. Most of the time, your habits and your behaviors are just simply a response to your environment. In order to be successful at replacing your bad eating habits, you need to minimize the steps required to replace that habit. A great place to start is your kitchen. Your kitchen is a sacred space, and I want you to start thinking about it that way. It's the heart and soul of your home. It's the place where you keep the ingredients that will make delicious meals that will nourish you and help you to transform your habits and ultimately your body. Having health-promoting ingredients in a well-organized kitchen remove willpower from the equation and take the stress out of staying on track with achieving your health and weight loss goals. Okay, so what does that look like? Well, for starters, storing foods in clear containers. If you can see it, you'll be more likely to eat it, right? Also, when you're ready to throw down in the kitchen, you don't want to be digging through those opaque containers, trying to figure out where things are and what's in those containers. I'd also recommend going a step further and labeling it so that you know what date you place it in the fridge. And it doesn't have to be anything fancy here. You can just use some masking tape from the dollar store and a marker and just write the date on the top of the container along with what's actually in the container. Okay, so no need to get fancy there. Another thing you can do to keep your kitchen organized and set you up for success is to put healthy food within reach. As soon as you open your fridge or pantry, make sure that you can easily see the foods that are going to help rather than hinder your healthy eating efforts. We're talking fruits and veggies here, okay? Again, clear containers are best. Next, you can create portion-controlled snack packs, okay? So I'm talking about smoothies and nuts specifically. So pre-portion your smoothies by adding the fruits and veggies you'll be using into Ziploc bags and put them in the freezer. 
This will make it much easier when you want to whip up a smoothie, when all you need to do is just pop your frozen goodies in the blender, toss in some liquid, any add-ins you might like, like protein powder, and just walk away. You can also make your own trail mix by combining your favorite nuts together in a small container or a Ziploc bag. Nuts are a healthy fat that is great for weight loss, but be mindful of your portion sizes here. No more than about two tablespoons at a time or up to one third of a cup a day. Another way to set your kitchen up for success is to get rid of the clutter. Come on, be honest. How guilty are you of having food overflowing on your countertops? How guilty are you of having maybe those unhealthy foods on your countertops? Store all of your food in your pantry because if it's out of sight, especially the unhealthier items, it's out of mind. It's an age-old saying, but there's a lot of truth there. So if you want to make your counter look pretty, you can also, you know, maybe grab a really nice bowl and fill it with some of your favorite fresh fruits. That way, if you have your fresh fruits within reach and you can clearly see them on your countertop in a nice bowl, it just makes it more inviting and it makes you more likely to actually eat them. Okay, so let's talk about the third habit trigger. The third habit trigger is other people. Now, this is a sticky one. This is also another environmental consideration. Okay, so we talked about the third, sorry, the second habit trigger, which was your location or your environment. Okay, so the people around you can also be considered your environment as well. Okay, the people in your life, whether you want to admit it or not, can play a large role in your bad habits and your behaviors. A study in the New England Journal of Medicine found that if a friend of yours gains weight, then your risk of gaining weight increases by 57%. It's important to surround yourself with people who either have the habits you want or who also have a desire to improve their habits. Then there's groups, okay? So groups provide two very important things, accountability and belief. These ingredients are key in helping you to stick with a new habit. Now, there are six human needs that filter our life choices, decisions, and habits. Love and connection, which is the need to feel closeness or connected with other human beings, is one of them. The more positive reinforcement and support you surround yourself with, the easier it will be to make difficult changes and change your habits. Now, I understand at the time of this recording, we're dealing with COVID. We're dealing with quarantine and self-isolation. So you're probably thinking, well, how do I surround myself with people who have the habits that I want? Easy. You can start jumping online in Facebook groups. That's probably the perfect example. I actually have a Facebook group called Unbreakable Habits. I'd love to have you join that. But join Facebook groups. Go online and try to see if you can find other groups with other people like you who are also trying to lose weight or to develop healthier habits. Again, it is so important, and the statistics show us this, it's so important to surround yourself with people who are supportive of you, and you're so much more likely to reach your goals that way. All right, so the fourth habit trigger is a preceding event. Okay, so it looks something like this. An alert goes off on your phone. You check it, and you see that your friend has updated their Facebook profile photo, or they posted something on Instagram. This is a perfect example of a habit that is triggered by a preceding event. When building healthier habits, using this trigger is the easiest place to start. Habit stacking is one of the most powerful ways to build new habits without relying on willpower. Habit stacking is one of the best way to build new habits by taking advantage of old ones. So the term habit stacking is thought to have been invented by the best-selling author S.J. Scott. Scott's book, Habit Stacking 97 Small Life Changes That Take 5 Minutes or Less, suggests that you build routines around habits 
that don't require effort because small wins build momentum because they're easy to remember and complete. You're probably already a habit stacker without you even knowing it. When you brush your teeth, wash your face, have a shower and towel off, that's a habit stack. Basically, it's about grouping together small things into a routine, which you link to an already existing habit. This powerful technique not only makes the behavior memorable, but it cements your new habit to an existing trigger. You can simply just use the things you already do each day, for example, making coffee or brushing your teeth to remind you to do something else like packing some healthy snacks when you make your morning coffee. Another example of habit stacking could be your alarm goes off and you meditate for five minutes. Now, if there's one supplement I take every single day, it's omega-3 fish oil. And for those of you guys who follow me, you know that I'm not a huge fan on supplements, but this is one that I take daily, okay? And we talked about the benefits of omega-3 fatty acids back in episode four, how to lose weight without diet or exercise. I'll drop a link in the show notes if you wanna check that one out. Okay, so back to the supplement. I take it every day now without fail, but it wasn't always that way. When I first bought it, I could never remember to take it. And that's when I used the magic of habit stacking. I didn't realize until I was doing research later for my book, Unbreakable, but my new little habit of taking my brain food daily as soon as I walk into the kitchen is known as habit stacking. Okay, so I spent like, I don't know, 20 bucks or something like that on this omega-3 supplement, which again is also excellent for brain health, by the way, omega-3s but I could never remember to take it, okay? And yes, the irony of that statement is not lost on me. Fact that it's good for brain health, but I couldn't remember to take it. Anyways, I digress. So I began to get really upset with myself because I'd spent a lot of money on this supplement that was supposed to be so good for me, but I could never remember to take the damn thing. Who can relate to that? Like you buy something healthy and you're like, okay, I'm gonna take this every day. And then you completely forget about it, right? That's what was happening with me. So I decided that I needed a plan. I needed to make sure that taking the supplement was becoming a habit. Now, people will tell you that if you want to exercise more often or eat healthier, it's all about willpower. Well, they are wrong. Try to remember to do something like in this case of my you know, little omega-3 supplement or to get motivated to do something is the wrong way to go about building new habits. Now, if you wanted to get good at something or at least be consistent with it, like eating healthier, why the heck would you rely on motivation? This is what brings us to the trigger or the cue, which is the most important part of the habit loop. The trigger for that new habit you're trying to create is a crucial part of forming new or better eating habits. Having a good trigger or reminder in place will make it easier for you to create your new habit by linking that new behavior to something already set in your day, rather than trying to rely on motivation or willpower. All right, so let's go back to my omega-3 supplement example for a hot second. So I was feeling pretty, you know, pretty crappy for spending money on this thing and I wasn't taking it. So I decided that I needed to link it to a new behavior of taking the supplement to something that I was already doing that day. That's when it hit me like an Arctic breeze on a cold winter day. The kitchen. Every morning I got dressed. The next thing I did was head into the kitchen. Then I would turn on the light and then I would make a smoothie. I decided that if I wanted to remember to take my omega-3, I would need to link it to making my smoothie. Ever since doing that, I've never missed a dose. I guess it really does boost brain power. All right, so this brings us to the final habit trigger, habit trigger number five, which is emotional state. This is a common but often overlooked trigger, so much so that it's a main component of my weight loss program, Mind Your Body. 
If you suspect that this is your major trigger and something that you need help with, you can also check out my program on my website, trudyestone.com. Now, emotional state is a common and dangerous trigger for bad habits. Maybe you're eating because you're lonely or depressed. This trigger requires a little bit more work and something that I think a lot of women suffer from in silence. It's challenging to overcome, but not impossible. Again, in the Mind Your Body program, I'll share some strategies to overcome this trigger so that it no longer has power over you. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Mind Your Body Show. I hope that you learned something new to help you transform your life and your body. For more after the show, make sure to head over to trudyestone.com. That's where you'll find all of the show notes. Also make sure to head over to iTunes to subscribe and leave us a rating to let us know what you thought about the episode. And remember, get your mind right and your body will follow. Thanks for tuning in.